This week, The Miz wins his custody case, The Force is strong with Sasha Banks, and Lars Sullivan is still a giant piece of shit. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. I'm here with my co-host Peter O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. You can find myself on Twitter at Johnny J O N N Y underscore Tango, and you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFMP. Pete, how you been, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Got a new laptop. Sorry, we're Ooh. we're a little late on this one, folks. <laughs> yeah, you just shit the bed. Yep, it's done. It was done. It was probably from reviewing all these terrible WWE shows. Oh man, uh, how how old was the laptop? Uh, it's like six years. Ooh, yeah, some part in it shorted out. So, so yeah, we're here. So we have a lot to cover. Um, I thought we'd talk about the draft, uh, and then kind of get into it's a it's a spooky episode because we got Hell in the Cell and Halloween Havoc. But let's let's first talk about a very confusing draft. I didn't understand what they did here. They just made one day. They just decided everyone's a free agent. And so then they started drafting people, but it was confusing to everyone where they're like, hey, Shorty G, a SmackDown superstar, is now drafted to SmackDown. I had to sit down for an hour just to comb through who actually changed brands. Didn't Shorty G quit? I don't think so. I think he's still there. I'm pretty sure he's still there. He's just not with uh, Robert Roode anymore. Dude, like, was he ever with Robert Roode? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, they did that little thing. He came with a robe. WWE is... Their draft is so pointless. Like, everyone's like, I'm hyped for the draft. How can you be hyped for it? It makes no right. sense. It's really dumb, and it makes no sense. All it did was continue the massacre of the tag division. Yeah, like, it's just like, well, okay, New Day needed to be split up. Sorry, we'll, I'm we'll, over we'll New get there. Day. First is, they split up the Lucha House Party. Grand Matalik and Lince Dorado moved, to, moved from SmackDown to Raw, while Kalista will just stay on SmackDown. That's fine. Yeah, like, I kind of okay with splitting all three of them up and putting them back on the cruiserweight. Uh, Is there a cruiserweight? The, 20, the 205 Live, I think that's still going on. No. They, I'm sorry, yeah. cruiserweight. What about NXT? And nobody uses it, and it's on NXT. Like, it's a, it's another one of those things that they just don't use properly, so... Yeah, I agree. Especially, like, Grand Matalik, I, he's incredibly uh, talented, and they just, they do nothing with him. Nope. So... All right, so yeah, yeah, the New Day, apparently, this again, it just defies logic. The New Day will never wrestle again, ever, 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 ever again. Say goodbye to the New Day. In no way will we ever see Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston in the same room again. Oh, man. And then Big E watched their first match on Raw from the Thunderdome. I don't care. I was over the New Day like last year. I was getting done with it. Dude, you've been over the New Day for a couple years. Dude, it, it was stale. Nothing. It was just getting boring. And I want Big E to not come out to the New Day music. I want his own music. I want him to be like yeah. a tougher guy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, 
New Day was just stuck in a rut, and Kofi winning the title, like, helped him out a little bit, but I was still over it. But that's the thing with Big E, like, they're split up, and it's a singles division because either someone's injured or because they're now on the same show anymore. There's nothing, like, story-driven to that at all. There's nothing that prompts Big E to get new music and have a new character without it feeling like it's forced. Like, it just, there's nothing here that feels like they could have written it better or or done something. And I'm not saying like Big E turns heel. I'm just saying maybe he could've. just purposely, he could have absolutely. I would have been totally down with it. Or just straight up just have him be like, you know what? I'm done with the New Day. Himself saying it and and, and, and not having the co- company have to do it for him. Yep. It's just, I don't know. And then the other thing that didn't make sense is so Street Profits, they move from Raw to SmackDown. So they just straight up make New Day and the Street Profits just trade, t- trade titles on one of the shows because it's like you're both tag champions. It would have been the perfect opportunity to unify the titles at Hell in the Cell. Yeah, but they won't because it may it would make too much sense. And I just feel like I'm a broken record. Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross are all going from SmackDown to Raw. So that whole dynamic there, they're going to continue it off. Speaking of continuing things off, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy all move from Raw to SmackDown. All of them have been feuding with each other or been in some overarching storyline. They're going to continue all of that along, but now on the blue brand, which is just, it's boring. I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah, I don't care. Like, a draft is supposed to shake things up, and you're just taking the same rivalries and moving them to a different show. Yeah, not even a whole team. Just, like, they're splitting teams up and moving rivalries. Yep. And this is where AEW just destroys WWE. There's new rivalries all the time. There's nothing for me to go to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown and turn it on and be like, can't wait. Which is crazy. You're comparing the AEW roster compared to like the WWE roster. The WWE roster almost quadruples the AEW roster. And yet you're still seeing bigger shakeups, more, you know, cohesiveness between different rivalries, different teams splitting and forming up an AEW versus just the mass pool of talent you have on the WWE and you're not doing Which anything I, with I it. feel like WWE just doesn't trust other wrestlers to wrestle other people. Like, I feel like they're like, yeah. no, 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 fine tune with this person and we'll do it for two months. And AEW, two you're months. just like... That's modest. In AEW, you just, like, you're constantly rotating matches out. You're getting a mm. new person fighting a new person. Like, Cody Rhodes did not fight Luke Harper 12 times leading up to their match. No, and that feud's almost over. Yeah, and it was, like, cool. And, you know, and I called him Luke Harper. Brody Lee. <laughs> and you, it was neat. You got closure. You don't get anything. And I'm sorry, like, I don't get excited for WWE at all anymore. It's hard mm-hmm. for me for a storyline to get started and then for it to end because I'm like, it's not gonna. It's just gonna right. keep going. And we're gonna hear the same commentary. We're gonna hear the same calls. We're gonna see the same moves. We're gonna see the same match. And it's just stale. Speaking of stale and not moving, Retribution gets to be it gets to stay on Raw. Congratulations, though. Mustafa Ali is officially the leader, so I guess they get to be on the pre-show of Hell in the Cell. The one bright spot of retribution is they let Mustafa Ali go. Oh, oh, shit, guys! I'm a hacker. I hack. <laughs> I hack so right? hard. I, and everyone's like, "Oh, wow!" Like, like when he said it, he was like, "Yeah, I was the hacker." And I should have been like, "Whoa, it was him." No, instead I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Every single time they end the hacker video, they end it with a 
a little logo of these circles, which is the same logo that he's on his fucking hand yeah. when he does his entrances. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're the one ruining Call of Duty for me. Like, will you stop? <laughs> um, Lars Sullivan, he returns from sensitivity training to get drafted to SmackDown. Um, he was fined earlier this year $100,000 uh, and had to undergo sensitivity training which really just because of a fuck ton of uh, racist comments that they found of him online. But now there are DMs that have shown up of him with a uh, some kind of yoga Instagram account uh, of him attempting to a flirt with somebody and try to offer $100 for pictures of her butt. So, uh, Lars Sullivan, maybe, uh, maybe he's not the person to continue to push in the company. No, they're gonna, though. I know, I know. Same with how Matt Riddle, they're just removing the name Matt and calling him Riddle, so when people Google him, they won't find all these different allegations coming up about him, too. Come on, WWE. Dude, it's hard to support this company. Like, I know, it right? It really is. Like, I know. Oh, they're just idiots. They're just horrible people. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Uh, so Raw also gets AJ Styles, The Miz, John Morrison, Drew Gulak, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Elias, Sheamus, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. Wait, are you telling me that Raw is about to feel? They sure are, champ. The Bring it to the floor. She ain't gonna do anything. Like no. I forgot she's still in WWE. I just do the feel the glow chant so our fans know she's there. <laughs> In fact, you are probably I'm probably her. The, you're giving him most of giving her most of a chance easily than anyone else. I'm the only one that's real with her. Just basically saying, yeah, give Naomi a chance. No, no, right? no. Because the sad truth is, the next time we talk about Naomi, it will be her being drafted to SmackDown at the next draft. Yep, and then I'll be like, wait, she's still there. <laughs> and then you'll do your field of glow slick and we'll just yep, move on we'll just move on it's just like i need a title match i haven't been on on tv for like three months so i i deserve a chance okay who have you fought uh so smackdown gets apollo cruz dolph ziggler robert rude natalia the riot squad and bianca belair that wraps up the 2020 draft probably the most confusing draft i have ever witnessed let's talk about hell in the cell buddy let's talk about it <laughs> sponsored by twizzlers oh my god i hate the new red cage i do too it's hard to see it looks weird especially with all the lights it just looks awkward all right so hell of a cell we'll start off with the uh kickoff show it was our truth he defended his 24 7 title against drew gulak uh he retains and escapes through the crowd of mid cards <sighs> it's the same thing we've seen drew gulak with drew gulak shouldn't be there like, like I said, go to another company, Drew, and actually make yourself work, like yeah, useful because mm-hmm. he's too good. Uh, the funny thing is, is the kickoff show ends with the uh, the cage getting lowered, and then when they start uh, Hell in the Cell again, they literally raise the cage and then lowered it again for the beginning of the pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> who is the crane operator? Lower it. The opening match for the pay-per-view is an I Quit match in a Hell in a Cell. The Universal Champion Roman Reigns defends his title once again against Jey Uso. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out with an Infinity Gauntlet for some reason. The match starts the same way it did um, at uh, at the previous event. Nothing. The only different thing here is a strap gets involved for some reason. This is the most dynamic Roman Reigns has been, and he gets put in the same match. They do the same thing over like it's the same thing 
If if they would have not done this at Hell in a Cell, I would have been fine with it. But the fact that they turned it around so quick and they did the whole, I'm the king of the table. Okay, well, wh- what kind of table is it? Is it oak? No, it's not oak, you <laughs> idiot. And then it's just like, okay, well, can I sit there? And he's like, no. And he's like, but I want to. And then Roman Reigns goes, no, I'm King Chief. And then all of a sudden it's just like his brother, Jay Jimmy, whoever, comes out and, <laughs> Jay Jimmy. and he's like, Hey, man, quit beating up my brother. We just want to sit at the table. And he's like, no, you can't sit at the table. And the match is over. Your contendership is broken. If this dude has lost now, I think, three times to Roman. Yep. Uh, and he's still, like, fucking number one contender for your Universal Championship. That shit just don't make sense to me no more. <laughs> yeah, like, and then, like, the family came out and yeah. stared at him. And I'm like, wait, yeah, are, you disowning, are you disowning Jay for real? Yeah, they approve of all this. You're making Christmas super weird. <laughs> right? Thanksgiving is just coming yeah, up, Yeah, you're just sitting there, and you're like, yeah, hey, hey, Jay, you can't come in. Why? Remember, we disowned you at Hell in a Cell. Go go away, you idiot. Because, like, the second half of this match is just 20 minutes of oh. trying to coach a potato to say the words, I quit. It it's took just drags. It drug on and drug on and like the story is really dynamic, but like you need more. You need more than just him sitting there going, come on, you, you be the king of the table. Plus right. the spear and everything like it's he's still Roman Reigns underneath that heel. I like the new submission move, the the guillotine yeah. or whatever it is. That's kind of cool. And I don't know, like it was fine. Like that match should have had more of a payoff, I guess. Like not just not the just classic the, O'Brien. It was fine. Stamp of approval on the. I'm on the so good at giving. It's fine. <laughs> Sunk stamp. But yeah, like the match is just we've seen it so many times before. It's just now it's you just have to look through red licorice to see it happen. Yeah. There was nothing different between this and Clash of Champions. If this goes all the way to WrestleMania, it's going to continue to be the same thing, and every fan knows it's going to be Roman Reigns on top. And one of the broken cousins just laying in the ring. It looks like Jay now aligned himself with Roman Reigns on SmackDown on Friday. Which I'm okay with. Then you give Paul Heyman that whole crew and they're all heels. I'm completely fine with that. I think that's actually cool. Like that now that, that, that part makes sense. But you didn't need Hell in a Cell. You could have did no. one match. Yeah, absolutely. And it didn't. The other thing is, is if you did want to do it at Hell in a Cell, it didn't need to be in the cage. You could have given that to somebody else because there was there's nothing that that was really used for in that match. Yeah. So moving on, it's Jeff Hardy versus Elias. It happened. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Elias gets uh, wins via DQ because Hardy decides to use the guitar. Uh, so it, it was definitely definitely a match that had a bell that started it and ended it. Does drunk Jeff? Like <laughs> approve all of these burns. I don't know if he does he or not. Literally, this, this is the roast tour of Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it doesn't matter who comes out. Everyone, the first thing they go is, "Yeah, like Jeff, you're drunk. What? Yeah, you're wasted. Not now." <laughs> I think he maybe made one joke about himself backstage, and Vinnie Mac was like, "So he's okay with it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burn it. <laughs> Because that's the thing, it's every feud now with Jeff Hardy seems to be about Jeff Hardy versus his substance abuse versus current wrestler's name here. Why don't they make fun of his paint? <laughs> right? Or his stupid <laughs> tattoos? Dude, remember when you were in Ink Masters and that guy butchered that octopus on your side? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> 
Next match is uh, Otis versus The Miz. Winner gets Money in the Bank contract. The match falls flat quick. But man, Miz gets the briefcase, which sets off the feud of Otis versus Tucker. But they're both on separate brands because they got separated in the in the draft. I hate Otis. I love this. And I love the fact that he lost the the briefcase because WWE is fixing the mistake of him ever freaking winning it. Now you got someone who's actually good and is a threat to win a title. And then, on top of it, you break up that tag team, which you're just like, why? Tucker is not ready to be on his he's own. Done. He's going to be is gone. the end for his career, He's yeah. over. Cut yep. your hair, dude. And then Otis is just going to be Mandy's, like, comedic relief, so he'll be fine doing that for the rest of his career. They're done. That's, that's the old nail in the coffin with those two. And be, oh, yeah. I, I might be too harsh, but I'm a realist, and I know exactly what WWE is doing. And they're like, because we've seen it a hundred times yep. before. Otis is the funny guy, and Tucker just shouldn't even be here. And then yep. next thing you know, Tucker's gonna go away and come back, and he'll get all jacked and go to TNA first, and then Vinny will buy him out because he's good, and then he'll bench him and just have him in the back for scenes in the back room. Oh, that sounded like a porn. His. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think his career is over once his WWE his career is over. Like yep. both of them too. Like I just I don't see. I told this you is, this is the end for both of them. The I last told thing holding, you. holding these two on relevance was the briefcase, and now that that's gone, it's all gone. Can I get like an "I told you" sign? Like, can we put it? Like, I told you, I told you this was a bad move. <laughs> you 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 say it like I've been arguing with you about this. I know, but I just want to keep letting you know because you're like, oh yeah, I remember Otis winning. That was funny. Yeah, it was pointless. <laughs> it was pointless. I'll give you that. So yeah, uh, Miz, Money in the Bank winner. Who do you think he cashes it in on? Hopefully Roman. That'd be kind of cool. And I hope I'd he wins it. That. And I <laughs> right? hope he wins it in the most weasel way possible. <laughs> I agree. Uh, next is the almighty Bobby Lashley takes on Slapjack for the U.S. title. Uh, Slapjack throws his shirt at Bobby Lashley, and Bobby just throws hands and destroys Slapjack. God, retribution so pointless. Right. Then the rest of the Psycho Circus comes out to attack Bobby. Hurt Business comes out to retaliate. And they win. Yeah. And the Hurt Business stood tall. And retribution again. So I wonder if this is definitely setting up Survivor Series between these these two teams. Oh, can't wait. We'll see. I want to see Maya Yim versus Bobby Lashley. Will you quit calling her Maya? It's Mia. M-I-A. Mia. Next is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It is Sasha Banks versus Bayley for the women's title. Um, I hate to say it. I actually like this match. This was a really good match, dude. I think this was better than Sasha and Charlotte. Yeah, these two work well together. They know each other. Kayfabe or not, we know they're really good friends, so they were probably like, let's just tear the roof off. And they went all out. I thought that they actually made hell in a cell like actually oh yeah it's hell in a cell i think we all kind of saw sasha winning it but surprisingly she hasn't lost lost the belt yet no i dug it i liked uh they used like a lot of different weapons uh like chairs and and the fire extinguisher and the ladder and the kendo stick but they didn't stick on something too much like it really was like a huge mess after they were done um bailey taping the two kendo sticks together and then asking the uh the ref 
to to get the stick the tape out for because her hands were too slippery. I mean, there's times where I think it's pretty funny. It was a weird cross promotion of the double lightsabers for the Mandalorian. I think <laughs> it was just funny because like she taped them and they wouldn't stick and they kept drooping and I'm just like, wow, that's gonna be intense when Sasha Banks falls through nothing, <laughs> right? So Sasha wins, but she's only gonna lose it the same Friday uh, that her character will die in the Mandalorian. Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't lose it. She hasn't. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. I hope this is finally her long title run. Because it's it would suck to look back at her career and be like, yeah, she's like 52-time world champion, but they only lasted 72 hours each. Yep. Main event time. Drew McIntyre defends his title against Randy Orton in Hell in a Cell. So, folks, this is what I do for every Randy Orton match. I fast-forward through the first five minutes. So you skipped Secret Agent Orton? I, yeah, I fast-forward. I fast-forward because it's the same slog, slow, methodical, vintage Orton. It's the same thing. And it's so boring. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Randy Orton's good, but his matches suck. Like, when he's jumping people, love it. When he actually gets into a ring, I'm over it. <laughs> See, I didn't like this match at all. Like, everything about it was dumb. Uh, him coming out and being uh, part of the staff, it's good. I like that they do it, but I think they've been doing it way too much, too often lately. They climb the cage just to climb back down it. Yeah, no they didn't reason. do anything up there. Nothing. The only cool thing about there was the aerial rotating camera of showing them up there was super cool. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we got our spot. Okay, climb down. What, what was the point? Yeah, because they throw them into the table <laughs> off the side, which we've seen a dozen times now. And then it's a, it should have been a, a, a false count anywhere if they knew that's what the finish was going to be. Because yeah. he could have pinned them right then and there instead of having to drag them into the ring, yep. do the RKO, and then pin them. Like, it was just, it was too much. I'm not happy with Orton winning. He nope. doesn't need the title. It sucks that Drew won and lost the title with not a single person in the crowd for it. Sorry, that was a, that was a stupid move, WWE. Yeah. I mean, I was just, this event in whole, like, there was only a couple positives, and then just Drew losing it, I was just like, man, that just, the whole event just sucked. It just really soured the whole thing for me. And it was only, like, two hours, two and a half hours. It was shorter than Raw, it felt like. Which was fine. I'm okay with that. These pay-per-views, there's too many. It's almost like a chore watching this shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of this stuff, when I see that it's on it, I'm like, oh, my Sunday. Well, I, I think it's, it's so we kind of cover WWE, NXT, and AEW in that format of three different kind of brands. And I would say, I enjoy NXT, I enjoy AEW, but WWE just really just sucks it the does. soul out of me. It's, it's like a job. Like, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I have to sit and focus. <laughs> and try to remember all this boring stuff and then i'll be like well duh i'll just watch raw and catch whatever i forgot like and that's the thing and there's nothing exciting and then randy orton winning and you're just like why yeah i would have kept it on drew i would add orton lose leave go away for a little bit orton like go take a break yeah he could literally take a break until the rumble come in as a surprise entrance and have edge foil it and that's how you set up Edge versus Orton at the next WrestleMania. Done. But now I bet you we're going to start the Edge-Orton feud now. Yeah. And if it doesn't start now, it's just going to be another, like... So the next event is probably going to be Drew getting his rematch. So that so he's not going to win that. And if he does win it, awesome. Then that, that turns Drew into a two-time world heavyweight champion. But it's not going to be the case, which sucks. It's just disappointing. Because I don't know what they're going to do next with Drew. What yep. do you do with him if he doesn't have the title right now? That's if the thing that's scary. Dog. 
He's too good, and if he doesn't have the title right now or is in the main event picture, then what? Because there's nothing for anybody if you're not in the title picture. Like, there's nothing. Oh, what is that, Pete? Do you hear a, a howl? It's Halloween Havoc time, Pete. Ooh, so NXT hosts their first Halloween Havoc. It's hosted by Shati Blackheart, which I think she big did fan. a spooktacular job. I, I am a big her. fan I of Shati Blackheart. I think she Blackheart. went all out for hosting this, yep. and I think it should be a yearly thing from now on with her. I loved it. Yeah, she's a star. In NXT, don't move her to WWE. She'll get buried. No, no, no. She's well. Uh, she, I think she's uh, uh, Triple H's new project is Shotzi Blackheart. So she, I think she'll be down there for a while, which is perfectly fine. I like them using the uh, the um, the wheel to determine a uh, determine uh, matches. It makes the whole thing feel like a party. Uh, it was awesome seeing Wade Barrett dressed up as Bad News Barrett and everyone coming out in different Halloween costumes. I loved it. I was a huge fan. NXT knows how to present. Like right. they they are on top of their game and they they totally get it, which is why it's so funny how bad WWE is at it. Well, I think NXT is kind of a kind of a nice blend between like AEW and WWE because I think they do a really good job of booking matches and continuing feuds in in a timely manner. But then they also have the budget and the pageantry that WWE is able to give them. Uh, so it's it's cool to see these events. First match of the night is a Devil's Playground match, the NXT North American Championship. Uh, da- Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Priest comes out to just full butt rock. Yeah, well, he's a butt rock guy, dude. Uh, Gargano comes out and pops a big pumpkin. Good for him. I really like that. Uh, they battle in and outside the ring, and you know what? Uh, Davian, uh, Gargano gets a uh, kendo stick. <laughs> Weird. Priest comes out with a big black night stick. And they dueled off with that for a while. Um, yeah, so they, they climb all the way. They go to the back of the uh, backstage, which just looks like a old Spirits Halloween store. Uh, they battle in and out there. Uh, then some Scream guy comes out and shows up and just knocks out Priest, giving Gargano the win uh, via Tombstone, but not that way. And he becomes North American champion. So, uh, good for Gargano. I'm happy that he's champion again. I know you don't like it. I'm indifferent anymore, like, with Gargano. He's never going to be, like, a top-tier star in WWE. He's always going to be an NXT guy. He'll, he should never go to WWE. Like, that's where he's at. I could still see him as a top heel in either Raw or SmackDown. But in the heel in the same way that he's got... Uh, that no. he would have to have nope. like five big guys in front of him. Nope. Yeah, he, can, he will be nobody. He will be nobody in WWE, and you know it. So yeah, um, good for Gargano. He is now North American champion. I don't really know what this does for though. Like I don't. Uh, Damian Priest. I think they're barely just had it. This. Yeah, I think they're going to continue the feud, and it wouldn't surprise me if Damian Priest wins it back from Gargano at the next event. Well, this belt is such a popcorn belt, it just keeps moving. It is. For some reason, the North American title, they won't keep it on somebody. Well, I think when they decide that this is the guy we want to keep it on, that person, said person gets injured. So I think maybe that's why they're doing, they're giving it to Gargano, because he's been around for so long. Maybe. Uh, next, uh, Pat McAfee comes out with Danny Burch and Oni Larkin. Uh, O'Reilly comes to confront them, and then the Bruiserweight turns on them. So it looks like they're setting up war games. I, I really don't want to be, have Pat McAfee in war games. I just hope he's managing the team that goes in there. I don't want him to be the fourth or fifth pick. I, Why? Because he actually on put on a good match? No, I just don't want... I don't, I, I'm don't. i okay with him being in a match. I just I think they're going to be too safe with him in war games. And I, I, don't I doubt it. To, I think I Pat Mack will go all out. He loves this Maybe. stuff. I know he loves this stuff, but I think it's the company, not him. That I like, think you don't do that. But when they tried to sign Gronk, I was like, that's stupid. And then Pat McAfee came on. I'm like, that one makes sense because he can talk. 
the other thing with Grok is if if Grok would have came in and been more like about the business, I think I would have been okay with it. I if was never on board with Grok. I knew he, See, he that's when his you hear him. Well, no, but when you hear him talk in interviews, I'm like, this guy sounds stupid. Like he, he sounds like sound he he's really dumb. Gronk's just not good, but Pat McAfee is. And he put on a great match against Adam Cole. Like, sorry, it was good. Just people don't want to recognize it. How do you think Mojo Raleigh feels about that, seeing Pat Mac show up, put on a spectacular match? And, you know, if he wrestles one or two more matches and doesn't do it again, he's still going to have a better career than Mojo Raleigh will in his entire career in the WWE. Yep. So, yeah, so they're setting that up. I'm excited for War Games regardless. I just, I think they could give it to somebody else. Next, it's the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Santo Escobar versus Jake Atlas. This was a quick non-title match. I don't know why it was a non-title match. I don't know why it was, if you're not doing anything on Halloween Havoc, don't even have it. Exactly. Why? Even if it was a squash match, still make it a title match. Yep. It's just, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, Next is the Haunted House uh, of Terror match. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, gotta say, Cameron Grimes, he's kind of... Uh, I, I, I haven't been a big fan of him, but I, I like this new like comedic approach that they're doing with this character. Really like Dexter Loomis. Um, this whole match just kind of felt like a parody to the Styles Undertaker match. Uh, but I did still... It was fun. It was it was entertaining, and I'll give it that. Yeah, Loomis is cool. Uh, Grimes is going to just be that guy. The problem is, is Grimes is good in the ring. So he can do he can pull stuff off like this. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Grimes, but Loomis, the, he's awesome. He's so cool. I'm so excited for Loomis. I'm excited to see what they do with him. I haven't felt this excited about like a character that kind of can just show up anywhere since like Elias when he first showed up in NXT as the Drifter. Yeah, you know? and then they went away from it. Like, why didn't you just keep Elias drifting? This was a weird pay-per-view, too, because it was like a two-parter. Like, they had some of it start off, and then they did a match in between it, and then had the second part where um, <laughs> Cameron Grimes, like, oversells himself back into the arena, and yeah. then that's where they ended. So, uh, yeah, Dexter just ends up putting Grimes to sleep, and Dexter wins. It, it, I I kind of want to have him put a title behind uh, around uh, Dexter Loomis, because I think he could hold on to it for a while, and it'd be funny to see people be like, well, I want the title, but I don't want to fight Dexter for it. Yeah. So next is the uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. This was a good match. I like this one. I thought it was a brutal, hard-hitting match. Um, this It's crazy that it's October, and this is Rhea Ripley's first good match in 2020 because she's kind of been getting the shaft since her uh, match with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania kind of got cut short. No, you mean Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, my bad, Charlotte. No, that was was Shayna Baszler that got hosed by Becky Lynch. But yeah, that whole thing, she's just been kind of, and it's not her fault, it's just been bad booking this whole year for her. So good for her to finally get a good match. Yeah, it was good. Like, I actually was more surprised by this match than anything. But yeah, those they, they put on a good show. It was good. Like, I think you got two women who could be huge powerhouses and actually, like, beat Charlotte and stuff. Because Charlotte's still the best. I didn't see much from Raquel, uh, Raquel uh, very much until this match. And I yeah. was kind of, imp- I was very impressed by what she could do. I was impressed by both women. This was just an enjoy- enjoyable match. I'm excited to see the future for both these two. Yep, yep. Uh, next is a table ladders and scares match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Io Shirai defends her title against Candice LeRae once again. Dude, LeRae's bump when she fell through the ladder. Oof. I was like, ouch. <laughs> She's done. Yeah. 
That hurt. I yeah. don't care if that was a wooden ladder. That hurt. I dug it, though. It was good. I, You know, Candles for Ray is entertaining. But yeah, that bump, I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, they use a big bag of body parts. I tried figuring out a joke of who it was, but nothing <laughs> nothing landed. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, EO retains. Overall, I, I think out of, out of either event of Hell in the Cell and Halloween Havoc, I feel like I... I at least when the event ended, I had a smile on my face with Halloween Havoc. I felt like I was entertained for the hour and a half that it was compared to the three hours that Hell in the Cell was. And they beat uh, AEW in the ratings. Oh, that's awesome. So good for them. Because AEW didn't do anything for... Uh... No, they didn't do too much. They just no. kept their show going. It was good, though. But, like, yeah, they finally beat them. So, yeah, who is your dud of the week? Can I say just the Hell in a Cell in general? The only team that actually, like, used it was Sasha Banks and Bailey. Like, everyone else, it was just, you didn't need it. Yeah. And the I Hell agree. in a Cell is not, it went from being super cool, just like the Elimination Chamber. Like, I would actually look forward to those two pay-per-views, to now just being like, this is dumb. Like, all they're going to do is grab kendo sticks and chairs and do nothing with it. Like, yeah. remember when they speared him out of the cage? Remember, like, getting thrown on the side of the cage, like... Granted, that's a lot for people to do to put on an entertaining show for me, and I don't expect someone to like get hurt. But like, there's no, no there's no magic to it anymore. Like, yeah. it's literally just a match with kendo sticks. It's it's hard to say. Like, I want to see more of them at least on top of the ring, even if that means they're just throwing each other around on top of the cage. Because it's also it's a multi million dollar company that can afford the restraints that you need to put them up there but it just sounds super shitty saying hey i want two people up on top of that fighting so it looks like they might die you do something to get us like at the edge of our get us, seat get us you know like there's yeah. nothing there speaking of excited so my dud of the week is bray wyatt the fiend it is the scariest time for wrestling right now you didn't use him for anything i don't think that's his fault that isn't his fault but jesus man he could have been on both shows for no reason at all and he could have been like well that's halloween you know yeah. like they did nothing with him uh, stud of the week. I'm gonna go with our new Money in the Bank, uh, Mr. Money in the Bank, the Miz. So good for him, bud. I'm excited. I'm I gonna hope he put gets to cash it in. <laughs> You're gonna be surprised at this one. I'm putting Tucker up there because it ended <laughs> Otis's reign as Money in the Bank. He's my it. stud. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, that, I guess that's the Full Nelson Press. Episode 90 is a wrap. If you enjoy our witty banter on sports entertainment, make sure you find the Full Nelson Press on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Look for us on we're on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to us, whatever you're scrolling through. Look the Full Nelson Press up. You can find us there. We need it. Uh, we need we need to help feed Pete because he's he needs money for a wedding and a new laptop, it sounds like. Apparently, yeah. I need to do that. What have you been playing lately? What do you care? You don't play. Whatever, we played Call of Duty a couple nights ago. I invited you twice and you said, I can't, man. No, don't even pull that crap. I did join you guys when you invited me, so stop. And, um, I beat Gears of War 5 and I am playing Sniper Elite 4. Oh, ooh, I haven't beaten it yet. No, I've gotten like five levels done. It's got a co op. And oh. me and my buddy tried to do it stealthy, and guess what? It didn't go stealthy, and we just started <laughs> sniping everybody. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're looking forward to the new Call of Duty game. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk's coming out, but I don't know, man. I think it's gonna look shitty. It's, I think gonna, it's gonna suck. Get some really bad rules. <laughs> I, uh, I cannot wait. <laughs> I I will laugh so hard if Cyberpunk has been delayed this much and it flops. 
I know, right? Like it gets like I'm I'm waiting for IGN to give it like a seven, and then everyone else to like give it like a hard four. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I'm not, I I hope it's a ten. You know, like I want to go buy this game, but I'm not gonna go pre-order that. No. <laughs> All right, man. We'll go watch some wrestling. Yeah, I bet.